0: Welcome to the Energy Podcast. Welcome everyone to the second Energy Podcast uh, with myself, Chris Smith and Lars Weber. Uh, Lars, quick hello from yourself.
1: Hi there, good morning.
0: Yes, morning everyone. Um, So today uh, we're going to talk through the failing suppliers in the UK um, it wasn't the first topic of conversation we we're going to cover, but given the latest round of bankruptcies in the UK, we thought it would be good um, subject matter to, to cover, not just from a UK perspective, but from a European uh, perspective as well. Um, I, guess, I guess probably in summary, probably the best thing to do is, is to kind of maybe summarize where we're at at the moment. So in the UK, currently 16 suppliers have gone bust since 2016. Uh, these have been a range of uh, different size suppliers, so some are very small, you know some of customers are probably you know, less than a thousand, um, but some were very big with customers over two hundred in two hundred thousand in total and To add to that, uh, four have been uh, have actually just left the market so the big one recently was total energy, and I think that was particularly interesting because they had acted as a supplier of last resort uh, buying. Uh, buy, buying another, another company, Soloplicity, or taking on Soloplicity's customers after they had gone uh, bankrupt. Uh, also, to put that in context, there's actually 172 suppliers on the off-gen register at the moment. Um, going through that list, not all of them are actively uh, live trading entities, but they're certainly you know, businesses that are, that are active Potentially planetary active in the UK. And I, I guess before we sort of go on, Lars are probably good to understand, you know, with sort of from a German, Danish, North European perspective, do you see the side this this sort of scale of competition or the scale of uh, suppliers in the market?
1: And so there is not um if if you look if you look at for example Germany, which is you know comparably big Compa- uh, compared to, uh, to the UK market, there are um, there are maybe only sixty or seventy suppliers, so we, there are there's less competition in, in, in Germany than there is in the UK. But there's also less defaults um, than, than in than in the UK. So these um, there's 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 just a different type of of, of of arrangement. Also, what you do have in Germany is a, a, a different type of entities, which is called Stadtwerke. And that is where basically a city is, has become supplier and, and basically owns the local DNO network and owns a local generation station and supplies its own city. Um, that's, that's just a historical way of how the German uh, system was set up. And there are actually hundreds of those around as well. So um, comparable suppliers as, as comparable as what you see in the UK, there's um, maybe a couple of dozen, but you also have this whole other layer, which you just simply don't have in the UK.
0: And I guess in the UK, a lot of you have been been around the UK industry a long, a long time. A lot of the focus has been on uh, price, so it's all been about you know competition has been seen as actually lower prices for consumers, and we've seen a lot of these companies come into the market, you know, offering uh, discounts. And I think we we cover that in a in a little bit. Do you do you see when you talk about sixty seventy suppliers in Germany, is that is that the same premise there, or a sort of marketing around other? services or other products
1: yeah so there is um you have your your typical uh, price uh, competitors but you also have people who are like f- fully green or um green and then even producing green power at the same time as when you're consuming what they call like the real green there's a, there's some certain i think we can fill, fill up a complete podcast about what is green and what is not green um, but for example, uh, uh, Greenpeace Energy is is one of those suppliers, and they are trying to match green production with green consumption hour by hour. And um, yeah, well, Greenpeace has 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 its own support uh, base, and within that base, it is really relatively easy for them to then sell this product as well. Um, you have people who are uh, combining uh, electricity with with other services, like for example, uh, telecoms or. Uh, uh, power and and water, or uh, or the or power and uh, special housing uh, uh, housing areas. So if you have a, um, a housing company or housing association, they are sometimes also uh, active as their own supplier. And I think that there might be even one or two in the UK who's trying to do that as well, um, which I think is actually an interesting uh, development. And you can create additional value. And, and if you're doing that, it actually makes it easier for the people living in those houses. Um, it's just that the competition has only started in, in the UK. Relatively short time ago, within Germany, this has been grown quite a lot more. Um, another really, really big difference between what happens in, in, in Europe and uh, continental Europe, northern Europe, and what happens in UK is in continental Europe, the supplier is only responsible for the, the electricity that you're consuming. So you're not; the suppliers are not uh, uh, collecting, for example, rocks or even grid fees. Um, that makes it relatively easy to uh, to set up a supplier and also to compare suppliers because it's just you know what do you pay per kilowatt hour it's not like a very long list and stuff and it's also a lot easier to to manage those suppliers because you know exactly what are your costs and you know exactly what you're getting in
0: yeah i think that's probably that's probably you yeah, from a fundamental difference between the uk and the german market isn't it in the uk essentially you pay an all-in price and that price covers yeah. distribution transmission and all the different taxes now to recover um Base, basically, the cost of different subsidy schemes in the UK, and I think that's probably been a, you know, a, a key a key point of uh, discussion. Is that, that the you know a lot of these a lot of these companies have been coming up um, defaulting on their rock rock payments, um, and I guess guess for people who are not aware, rock rocks are you know, what what are paid to a proportion of the subsidised renewable market in the UK. Um, generally, what happens is suppliers collect that money from their their customers on a on a sort of monthly basis through their their supply bills and then there's a payment due to basically to either to pay you know, basically a reconciliation of the rock process where either you pay or you deliver rock certificates to to basically uh true up your position and basically make sure everyone Gets, gets, gets paid um, and I, I guess what, what we're seeing in the UK is that companies aren't buying rock certificates from generators so they're not basically buying rocks to meet their obligations and they're basically waiting to the last minute um, to pay pay for the rock obligations so effectively paying paying the penalty rather than delivering the certificates and yeah, essentially it looks like companies are using this as a cash flow Mechanism, so basically, taking the cash from customers, using to service their businesses, and then when it comes to paying the rock obligations, not having that to pay. Yeah, you know, we 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 don't know for certain, but that certainly is the the, the in indication. And I guess what what's happened in the UK is that companies have gone bust, um, and that has two two consequences. for a um, they these supply parties goes bust get picked up by what we call a supplier loss resort and there is a safety net system in the UK. Um, that essentially those those customers um, are guaranteed at the rates at which they were on were on previously, and then effectively there's a shortfall in the rock scheme that takes quite a while to work it out. So we're we you know currently looking at last year's set of defaults, sort of paying a mutualisation fee probably in the next sort of six six months, and that cost has to be recovered by suppliers, stroke customers to basically make up that shortfall in the in the yeah, so- payments.
1: Yeah, so you, were, but you already mentioned in the beginning. So the people who used to be with SolarPlicity then moved to via that, that mechanism that you just mentioned. They then moved to uh, Total Energy, and they will move now to somebody else over the next couple of weeks again. So they now are on their, on their third supplier, even though they only moved once in the beginning into solar publicity. And the good thing is, is that you have this, this, this safety net underneath. them. so, from a supplier point of view, well, sorry, from a from a consumer point of view should be okay. Yes, it might be a bit of a hassle with regards to um, changing payment uh, uh, details and stuff like that. And it is a little bit, and you, you probably are a bit anxious because you're paying to somebody that somebody isn't there anymore. And then the system has to work so that you still have the same balance with, you, with the next supplier. Um, but it should work. There is a system. It should work. Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, the, the shortfall of that has to be paid out by, by all the other suppliers. And, and that means that um, the, Actually, the people who are behaving right are paying for the people who are behaving badly. And they have to get that money from somewhere as well. And that means that they have to charge their customer um, an additional risk premium because of the default of other suppliers, which which I guess suppliers weren't used to do four or five years ago.
0: No, not at all. No, and I, I guess, you know, as, as we found through NIAS last it's it's not a cheap market to access, but it is, it no. is a market you can access. So, you effectively, you know, through NIAS and through a lot of these companies on the off-gen register, you buy a supplier in the box, so you buy a kind of ready-made company. Um, but that's kind of not the, the full story because then there is a lot of costs that you have to basically lay out to different parties to effectively participate in the market you know not least alexon and other trading entities who effectively you you trade with and that's yeah you know, that again is a very expensive um business and is, is that is that the same in the sort of german danish market do you have these same sort of cash calls on on businesses
1: yeah so you do have the access you have the there's there's a couple of things the same and there's a couple of things different so you you don't have the the problem that you have to set aside money for rocks or have to set aside money for grids because you do not You're not the one who's responsible for that. Um, Normally, so I'm sitting in Denmark here. I'm getting two bills once a year, uh, or two bills from two different entities. I'm getting uh, one bill from the the local uh, grid for all the grid costs and all the subsidy fees. And I get one bill for my electricity only, um, which is my, my local supplier here. And uh, my local supplier, he has to, just like in the UK, he has to get that power from somewhere. My local supplier is one of those cheap guys. um, So that means that they themselves don't have uh, generation assets, but they have to buy the power from somewhere. And yes, for that, they have to set up a trading line and they have to um, set up a security deposit with the the CSO grid um, for the imbalances that that they might have or probably will have now the problem is that uh in in uh, in europe you are and probably also in the uk when you start in the beginning you are a new company so you don't have a business record to to say hey uh, but i'm a good uh, company can you not give me a, um, a free credit line because you see that i am here and and my my the company rating starts to go up in the beginning you just you haven't been there so you you have to set up a credit line basically with cash so in the beginning, you're creating a lot of costs and that and you want to bring those, those, those costs down as quickly as possible uh, because it's expensive to loan money, especially if you're a small company. And it's really, really tempting and really easy to use your, uh, your money for that and move it around. Exactly. Uh, but then we have to, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to become a company and to manage all these different cash flows with all the different different suppliers. Yeah
0: cool cool so i guess Liza, i think from our side i think we're, we're keen to wrap wrap this up now and so sort of, yeah. we, we've sort of we, we've got obviously other topics other topics we're going to cover another podcast so i think this is a tricky space isn't it i think we both we're both firm believers in competition you need yeah. you need competition and i think that drives market disruption and change and moves moves things forward but i think you know generally there is a concern now that competition potentially in the uk is actually costing the consumer and actually leading to greater costs through the, almost like the back door where customers have to pick up the tab for the safety net and rock mutualisation. And I, get, I guess, I suppose, what we're seeing in Europe is potentially a more stringent process. Would that be true to say? That's a-
1: yes, it's just, uh, it's just a, lot, um, it's a lot simpler and a lot more transparent to be a supplier in, in, in,
0: in the continent. Yeah, but when I, I guess... Not, you don't
1: have this one guy pay all. It's a thing that, yes, that you have yeah. in the UK.
0: Yeah, and so maybe that's kind of areas of change that we'd like to see sort of coming through in the in the UK, or potentially we 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 hope to see in, in the UK. Rather, i like to see. Okay, that's great. So I think I think we'll wrap this podcast up for today. Um, we've got subject matters we're gonna we're gonna really focus on more on what's happening in the German imbalance and intraday market in our next podcast. But thank you for jo- joining us today. And yes, thank please, you very much. Yes, yeah, please. And any feedback would be uh, greatly re- greatly received. Thanks, thanks very much. Thank you.